Gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, everybody gather around. It is time for the Kings of the Heart, Kings of the Heart podcast. My name is Tariq Omari Walton, and I'm always happy to see this brother. I know you guys love him. I know I love him. It's my brother, Dr. John Hart. Dr. Hart, how you feeling, man? How you feeling today? Man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Uh, I'm really excited about this topic. You know, it's a follow-up from our last discussion, so... Man, I, I'm I'm really appreciative of being on this platform with you, brother, and doing it for the people. Oh, no doubt, man, no doubt. For those of you who tuned in last week, or even if you didn't tune in last week, we want to make sure that you understand or remember that we were talking about settling and what settling looks like. We wanted to get into settling um, for a relationship versus settling for a person, but we actually took the entire podcast just to break down what settling is, what it looks like, what it feels like, you know, and why it can be so damaging and distressful to a relationship. You know, so we wanted to continue to expand on that conversation and actually get into what our intended topic was. How do you dis- differentiate between settling for a person, you know, settling for your your mate and settling for the relationship that you share with your mate? We wanted to break that down. But Dr. John hit me with a question, a phenomenal question at the end of last week's show. And that was, you know, how do you tell the difference between settling and accepting those are two different things i hope Mm -hmm. you know being able to to say that you know well i've learned to accept this person versus hey i'm settling for this person Mm -hmm. so let's 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 start off there man let's start off there so you know dr john for you i know you you know it was the end of the show so you didn't really get to get too deep into it but when you think about the differences between settling and accepting you know what kind of pops into your mind there if i could turn the question back around on you from you dropping it on me last week yeah (laughs) No, I, I I think I think uh, quickly. I when I hear of settling, I'm hearing of like self compromise, mm-hmm. right? It, to right. me, it's you are aware of what your wants and needs are. You are hopefully aware of um, any um, resolved and unresolved issues you are managing, right? There's a there's a level of awareness around what it is you feel would make you happy in a relationship and so when you settle in my mind like there's a there's a self-compromising there's an internal process that you go through Mm -hmm. that says like uh this isn't ideal this isn't what i want right but i will go ahead with it for all kinds of reasons i'll take it i'll take it i'll I'll take take it. it Right, right. And settling also, as I mentioned, like last um, episode, I, I uh, this is just my opinion. Sometimes I worry that it's coming from uh, uh, um, all kinds of places, one of them being fear. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I want to throw that out there because I mentioned that last week. Right. Whereas when I think whereas when I think of acceptance, I think acceptance is also a full blown awareness of the kind of relationship that you are in, the person who you are with, you also understanding and having compassion, empathy of their struggles or, or ways that they are showing up. Right. And and it's not about changing them per se, right? But accepting that they too come with their own 
kind of baggage and their own history and family of origin stuff. And the thing with acceptance, though, is that acceptance should not cause you any kind of distress. Right. That to me is the determining factor. But that's just me. I'd love to hear what you think. But because remember, when you accept, you should be able to like live with it. You shouldn't be like, uh, you know, every day. But I think when people compromise, there is that internal conflict that tends to rise up over time where it's like, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So I think that's how I, I usually offhandedly just kind of think about the two. And when, you know, when you, the way that you're putting it, what it makes me think about again is just your attitude towards the whole situation. You know, when you're correct, when you are settling for somebody essentially or settling for the relationship, you want things to change. You want things to be different. You know, when you're accepting, you no longer want that. You know, you realize, okay, this is what it is. So I don't even have the desire for it to change. I've, I've recognized that this is what it is and I'm cool with that. I'm not, and it's not going to eat me up. I'm not going to have this negative outlook on how our life is going to be together because, you know, there are certain things that aren't perfect. I recognize yeah. that perfection is, is, is um, unrealistic and yeah. I'm not going to have that. But what I have here is still quality, is still great. And it's something that I still want, overall yeah. still want. You know, so it's the yeah. attitude you carry towards, you know, the, the situation. If you're feeling negative about it, if, you, if you're feeling resentment towards it, if there's any kind of negative um, feelings attached to the situation, then more than likely, yes, you're settling. But to be able to sit back and say, okay, you know what? Things aren't perfect, but, you know, things are still pretty good. That's where you get to that place of acceptance. And this whole conversation, I'm telling you, last week, I, I, and John knows I started texting him. Our whole conversation <laughs> yeah. had me kind of bugging last week because I started thinking about our previous conversations around attachments. And mm-hmm. we were saying how being attached to things and the, the way that you're holding on to the things that you really want is what's causing you the distress in your relationship and causes you distress in, in yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you want to learn how to let go of those attachments and become more accepting of, you know, the life that you have. Then on the other side, we're saying, well, you know, settling is leading to your distress in your relationship. You know, so if you're settling, then, you know, you don't want to do that because you don't want that to be um, a a painful element in your relationship. So it's like, okay, well, we say don't settle, but we're also saying don't be attached. How do you overcome that conundrum between the two? Because if if you're, you know, and this gets into what we were just talking about, if you're so attached to something, then of course that's going to cause the distress and that's actually going to lead into the, um, the settling, mm. right? Mm. And so, you know, when you, when you want to let go of something, well, yeah, that's the part of getting to acceptance when you actually yeah. let go, letting go. But, you yeah. know, again, you know, like I said, I was, I was hitting Dr. John up like, yo, I'm tripping here, man. What what about this? What about that? You know, when you saw all those crazy texts coming from me, you know, what was going through your mind? What were you thinking about in terms of how to differentiate between, um, you know, the the need to 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 let go of your attachments and to also not find yourself in a place where you're settling? Yeah. Well, I think when you were sending me those texts, I was like, brother, you need to go take a walk. Man. I mean, I mean, they were coming in like hot fire. And I'm like, damn, this, this brother's on fire right now. But uh, but but no, um, I apologize, brother. I apologize. <laughs> no, no. You, you know, you can hit me anytime. But it had me thinking, too. Um, 
I'll, I'll say that like if we're trying to figure it out and 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 t- kind of tease it out then we know what our audience they're also trying to figure it out and tease it out tease it out as well it's Correct. a very difficult thing right right and it's beyond just the seesaw of well compromising versus attachment and you go up and down i think it's i think it's bigger than that uh, i think you're right um but i always think about the extent of things so when you're mm-hmm. attached it's like okay how attached are you to it or to right. this person and to what extent is it dominating your own livelihood your identity right. and those kind of things right, right? Mm-hmm. i also say it's the same thing with the compromise right um some people are like well like i don't want to compromise on this and or they're like I feel like I need to compromise like all the time for this. Mm-hmm. We've seen it going both ways. Right. And again, the distress is even beyond the whole idea of compromising, but it's literally around of how, how is it impacting and dominating your identity? Right. So if you have in your mind that like, well, and, and you know, I, I want two kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And if your partner's like, I don't want kids. Okay. Now what do you do? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, now you're stuck because remember mm-hmm. you came into with an identity of, I want to be a parent of two children. Right. And now you're with someone who does not even want kids. Right. Now I don't want to confuse people, but think I'm thinking about what, what brother Rick is saying. It's a hard thing to manage because you are attached to your identity and goal and vision of being a parent of two kids and to what extent are you open and willing to compromise around that? Because you are with the partner who says, I don't want kids. Right. So there is this parallel aspect of human nature that makes everything come very confusing. Right. And I just threw that out there just to kind of show that parallelism. So when I answer your question, when I was thinking about it, I was like, they are two paths. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. But are they running? But I wonder what it what does true what does a healthy outlook look like? Is it that both paths are running parallel, or do they cross at one point? Yeah. I know that was something you were texting. Yeah. Do they cross at one point, and then when they cross, what is the best and healthy way to go about it? Right, right. Does that make sense? Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, when I think about that scenario, I think about okay, well, here it is. You have this desire. You know, and that's your attachment, the desire to have multiple children, right. and your mate doesn't. And so you're put into a place where if you continue to hold on to that desire and you're not going to have kids with this person, then you are going to feel resentful, you know, because you're still attached to that desire. Correct. Right. That's my point. And so then if you um, recognize that by continuing to stay with this person, then you decide to settle for what this person is. Correct. Is offering. That's where the two paths cross. Now you decide to settle. You know, and what position, as long as you maintain that desire for to have children, but you've settled on, you know, being in a relationship with somebody who doesn't want to have children, guess what? Distress, <laughs> misery, resentment, all those negative feelings are going to dominate your relationship. Because, I mean, you have, you're going to plan on spending the rest of your life with this person, and you'll always have that question in your mind. Right. Right? Right. So if you decide to stay with that person, and this is where, you know, this is the part that we both figured out. Exactly. If you decide to stay with this person, then you have to come to a place of acceptance that you won't be having children. Thank you. Right? That's what you have to come to. You have to come to a place and be comfortable with that. 
if you decide to stay, stay. with this partner. Right, right. Let's be clear here, folks. That's that's how complicated it is. You have agency there. Say, You've decided. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And what you cannot do, folks, like for all of our listeners, you cannot say you chose to be with this partner and then say, well, we're not having kids because of you. Don't do that. Yeah, no, that's not fair. That's not fair. Not fair at all. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's where, because if you compromise, then if you compromise, then let it go. Right. Right? right. That's part of accepting. You got to let it go because you settle. You settle with this person. Right. Whereas if, to, to Brother, to brother Reed's point, if you are truly attached to the idea of I want multiple children, then I think logically speaking and just outside looking in, if that takes okay, here we go. If I because I also think it's a priority thing too. Yep. Let's be real. Yes. yes. If that vision and goal is a high priority for you, then your current relationship, then to me it makes sense to like break that off and find someone who aligns with that particular vision since it's such a high priority. Right. It's such a big part of your identity, which is mm-hmm. why I was talking about the identity part. Because when you said attachment, we attach the things that we can relate to. We attach the things that speak to us and our souls and our minds. Mm-hmm. And that's where the attachment comes from, right? But this isn't like a video game where we're kind of customizing and creating players. <laughs> and it doesn't work like that because it's right. it's right. How many times have you heard, I love everything about my partner, but I just need this one thing to change? All the time. Thank you. All the time. Right. And right. does it right. happen? And it doesn't happen, <laughs> right? Right. Like, and that's where I usually say, and how important is this one thing? If it is your whole world, we are in trouble because yes. now you have to choose. Yep. To Brother Reese, you have agency. But, and that's where people, that's, but hear me out. But I think that's also where the selling comes. People say 99% of them, I, I, I love everything about it, but this is 1% I just can't get over. Or right. this 1%, we are butting heads. This right. is 1%. And I'm like, that 1% could cause resentment if it's on a high priority list right because you're attached to that right that one percent is actually more like 45 percent you go. know and and i think this gets to your point too that when you do that when you are kind of looking at the percentages and saying okay well this is a, a major priority for me and you decide to settle you know what the reason why you're settling is out of fear you know, you're yeah. fearful. The reason why you're staying, the reason why you decide to stay with somebody who is not going to fulfill this big 45%, you know, um, even though you think it's only 1%, 45%, that big, whatever it is that you're attached to, whatever that big thing that you're attached to, then, yeah, you're going to end up, you know, feeling resentful and everything, but you're staying because you're fearful. You're afraid to leave. You know, in your mind, well, I'm probably not going to find anybody else who aligns with me in so many other ways. And even though the, even though this one thing is oversized, you know, I, I guess I'll just I'll stay here and, you know, deal with it. Or going back to your previous example about children, well, maybe they'll change their mind. Yeah. You know, maybe they'll change yeah. their mind. You know, maybe in time they realize, OK, yeah. you know, we need to have children. And so you stick, you know, with that that hope and that desire and you're still attached to that. But your, your partner's mind never changes. Yeah. And so now you're feeling yep. resentful, you know, but you were afraid to leave in the first place. You wanted to stay, you know, Correct. with the hope that they, because they, they they meet every one of your other requirements that maybe this one, maybe they'll convert and yeah. we'll be able to have the life that good I point. want, That's you know. Yeah. And I think the other part to that, too, and I've had a lot of conversations with couples over the years and even individuals where um, 
it's not it's incomplete in that scenario you just brought up it's mm-hmm. incomplete to say that the person wasted your time you also <laughs> wasted your time too. right because right. the data was in front of you the information was in you, front had, of you. you had it was evidence. right it was you because of the fear it spun itself into um settling and being like well i hope they come around and, right. and you know what they just give give them time or they, you came up with all kinds of narratives and in and and not not to say this happens all the time but there are there are situations where the other partners like no i made it clear then and i'm not changing right and so it's on you right you created this new narrative that i would have changed mm-hmm. down the line so you you right does that make sense so mm-hmm. it's kind of disingenuous to just a hundred percent blame someone for wasting your time, but you settled though. Yeah, you because settled. You settled you because you were right because you were attached either to this person, to the relationship, or to the idea of them changing. Right, was was the attachment? Way too many attachments. <laughs> that's basically what happened. Right. You know, that's right. why you're in that situation because you're attached to the person, you're attached to your desires that your 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 mate's not going to meet. You know, and you're attached to the hope that your mate will change to meet those uh, desires. Yeah, yeah. You know, hope so you have, so you have yeah. those three. You have those three major attachments and recognize those are the things because when they become unfulfilled, that leads to you feeling miserable. Yeah. You know, so that goes back to our whole conversation about letting go of the attachments, but recognizing how maintaining those attachments are the things that lead you into settling in the first place. Right. And, 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 and you you brought it up and I want to kick it back to you because it was your word. I mean, based on what we're saying and then how does, the idea of we as human beings um, contributing to our own misery when we're in these situations because we are attached or we have settled. Mm-hmm. Like, what are, what are your thoughts about that, brother? Because because you use that word very intentionally, and I and I want to like play it out for our listeners. You have to begin the process of accepting. I mean, that's, it just comes down to it. It's all about acceptance. Being able to kind of pull yourself back and say, okay, what is a priority here for me? You know, what is it that I, I find most valuable in this situation? What is it that I can actually live without? You know, when I have these deep desires for things, what are those desires being fed by? Because if I can kind of break it down, I can see, all right, this really isn't as important and, and as significant as I, as, I, as I think it is right now. People always say, I feel it is. But no, no, it's, how you, it's what you think it is. You know, so when you can actually work through all those different um, desires and, and beliefs, you know, again, when it comes to children, you know, people believe that this is what you're supposed to do. This is what your, your, your life is all about continue to you know add to the world's population you know have this family have this idea of what a family is and so as long as you maintain that belief and that continues to feed your desire if you're with somebody who is not going to um, meet you in the middle with that then yeah you are going to always feel that sense of misery you know so it's it's about getting to a place of acceptance look at i have to either accept that this isn't going to be the person for me and move on and take a chance of finding somebody who is more aligned with what I want being equally yoked there. Or I'm going to have to accept that with this person, that's not going to be a experience that we're going to have together. Yeah. So you have this, you you have to get to a place of acceptance with one of those places in order to find peace. That's what all comes down to, you know, because like Dr. John said earlier, when you do get to that place of acceptance, you shouldn't still be holding on to that desire and um, 
you know, the, the pain that goes along with that because you'll never have peace. And you know Correct. what? You'll Correct. never you'll never be able to give your your mate peace because you're holding on to something and you're making them great responsible point. for what you're holding on to. Great point. So there That's will never be point. peace within your relationship. You have to get to that place of acceptance on one side or other or the other. That's yeah. what, what do you think? Yeah. No, I, I think you're spot on because I think that's how relationship strains start occurring is, you know, in these kind of situations, one person has is has the expectation that all oh, they would change or they would, you know, one day wake up and all of a sudden, you know, um, fall in line. Okay, right. I use that expression. Yep. And when they don't, the resentment starts seeping out in all kinds of things like complaining, nagging, um, uh, behaving in ways that are undermined connection. Mm -hmm. um, and then systemically that impacts the other person. The other person doesn't want to be around you because every time they're around you, they keep hearing the same thing. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and so like now we have issues. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I think the other thing too, um, it just popped in my head. Like we're, we're like, we're talking. I also think that uh, people on the opposite end have to, be very honest and transparent too mm -hmm. because i've dealt with couples in which the partner will say something just to like shut the other one up and be like yeah you know you know maybe like give some kind of false hope yeah right yeah and it's like what you but you know there's no true now, resolution there's no resolution right there. right right and so you're just giving false hope and so you yourself are creating your own misery instead of you just you're setting being, yourself up it, you are. Instead of just being very open, honest, and very clear, this is my stance. I don't see it changing now and down the line, you know, but you have to do that. Right. So that way you hold yourself accountable at the end of the day, because right. what you don't want, you don't want to be accused of being confusing, misleading, you know, those kind of things, because like that's you're ramping the person who's attached to these visions, yeah. ideas up even more yeah technically. You, you're, you're keeping them hanging on a string if i can quote yeah. loose ends you yeah. know for, for all yeah. you people old enough to remember songs from the 80s yeah. um <laughs> but you're keeping them holding on you know to 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 that false hope and you know that this isn't something that you want and that's not fair to them and so you continue to feed into their um their attachments because again you're afraid to address them and 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 let them know exactly what it is that you want and what you're feeling you know, you yeah. just keep reeling them in. And again, that's not fair. There's a there's a word you just used that I really want to bring up here. That's accountability. Because in these situations, in these scenarios, you often have people who will, will define things as being controlling. You know, they look at their mate and saying, okay, well, you know, they're they're because they're attached to these ideas and they feel like they're settling, then they're doing things to be controlling towards their mate. You know, they're trying to control what they're wearing, how they look, you know, what they're doing around the house because they're not happy. They're not feeling fulfilled. They're constantly trying to change their mate. And so the other the person who's on the other side of the receiving side of that feels like, OK, my mate is trying to control me. But then, yeah. but then the other person's like, well, I'm not trying to control you. I'm trying to hold you accountable. Well, yeah. you have to make the distinction in your own mind. What are you actually doing here? Because if you're coming from a place where you feel like you're settling and you're attached to what you think should be, yes, I guarantee all your behavior that follows there is going to be controlling behavior because yeah. you're constantly trying to change your mate into something that they're not or trying to change your relationship into something it is not. So, yeah, yeah your, your behavior is going to be linked to that desire to control. But yeah, if you're coming from a place of acceptance, then you recognize, okay, yeah, I'm not trying to control you and tell you what you need to do, but I'm trying to hold you accountable 
These are things mm-hmm. that we agreed on. These are mm-hmm. things in our lives that we're trying to work on together. And you not stepping up, you know, is problematic for our relationship. And so, no, I'm not trying to control you and tell you what you need to do. I'm holding you accountable based on what the promises that you made in this situation. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's well said because accountability is so critical to any healthy relationship. Yeah. But when people feel that they are settling for you, uh, <laughs> yeah, they ramp it up. Yeah. They ramp it up. And, and it doesn't, to your point, it exceeds what accountability should look like. Yeah. And you enter the territory of controlling and, and, and those kind of things. And, and dominating. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I wasn't thinking about it um, like that in the moment, but you actually make a good point on how how dangerous settling can be, how dangerous compromising, you know, your own goals and stuff like that can be because mm-hmm. there's going to be this idea of you're never going to be happy. Because why? Because you don't have what it is you your heart desires. Right. And so we feel, as humans, sometimes we feel out of control. Mm-hmm. So we engage in behaviors to get that control back. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. And we know how unhealthy that can be because you can't control somebody else. No. You know, you can't control somebody else, which I think helps us to transition to other part of this conversation about settling for your mate versus settling for your relationship. We want to be able to, again, draw some kind of distinction between the two because they can also they can often become conflated. You know, your mate is feeling like, okay, well, they settled for me. No, they didn't necessarily settle for you. They settled for a relationship. You know, they settled for the limitations of what this relationship can be versus, no, I actually settled for you. You're not exactly what I want, you know. So, you know, Dr. John, when you think about what that looks like, you know, what settling for a, a relationship and that situation is versus settling for the person, how do you see the difference and how do you see that difference play out? in in your therapy sessions with your clients um i think the way i've seen it play out in my experience is when you're selling for the relationship it's as crazy as it sounds it's it's very like structurally driven Mm -hmm. it's about ideals it's like oh we're a power couple like you're you're obsessed Mm -hmm. with that idea of being a power couple (laughs) and so you're using that to hopefully like let it you know, infuse itself into like how you guys show up around work and career and da 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 da. Right. Right. Um, and so for me, I've seen people from settling with the relationship is they have they have ideas that they have in their mind and in their mind they're like, well, we could still get it. That's what I hear. Like we could still get it. We just got to work harder right. or, you know, and that kind of stuff. Whereas I think with the person, at least for me, like I've seen it be like different scenarios. So one good example around selling for the person, this is just me and it's no, there's, there's no shade uh, to this population, but it's like folks who are like high school sweethearts, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. like, but I've known this person all my life. Right. See, to me, that's selling for the person. Right. Okay. He's, he or she is safe or they are safe. Right. I know, you know them. What I, mean? I know them. I know they them. know yeah. me. Right. 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 That to me is selling for the person. Right. Right. Versus selling for the relationship is, well, I know we don't have A, B, C and D, but I think we can get there. And it's my duty to get us there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's how I see it. I mean, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts. bro. Well, I want to go back to the example you used earlier about having kids and one person wanting to have kids and the other person not wanting to have kids in that situation, just on its head, just on its face right there. 
that's about settling for the relationship. When you decide to stay yeah. with somebody who doesn't want to have children and you know that you want to have children, this is you deciding to settle for the relationship that you're getting. The relationship being that of, of a couple that will never have kids. Okay? So you're actually settling for the relationship in that scenario. Settling for the person is when you're dissatisfied with something about that individual. They're not smart enough. They're not pretty enough. You know, they, they, they're, they're not small enough. You know, it's like the, the more superficial things. And not saying that you don't have the right to feel that way, but recognize that that's the thing that you're holding on to that you're feeling resentful for. So, again, so when we get to the part where people are actually showing the behavior of settling, you know, when you are being hypercritical of your mate, and, you know, how they're, you know, what their physicality is, how they're showing up, what they're doing, what they're saying, that is really showing that you are settling for the person. But when you're unhappy with, you know, the relationship and the things that, you know, you're not getting out of the relationship. So that could be, um, you know, sex. You know, you're not getting the sex the way that you, that you as often as you feel like you should or the other person wants sex too much. Okay, and you decide, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to stick with this person despite that happening. Is that about the person or is that about the relationship? To me, that's about the relationship because mm-hmm. you can work on that together. Yeah. You know, I think the big distinction yeah. between um, settling for the relationship versus settling for the person, you can actually work on the relationship. You can't change the person. The mm-hmm. person can grow, they can evolve, and they can do things for themselves. But there's nothing that you can actually do to change that person. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that makes sense because part of it is like, what like what's the intent and mm-hmm. where is the quote unquote intervention point? Right. Yes. Right? Yes. I right. think that's what you're asking. It's yeah. like when things come up, are you trying to change your partner or are you trying to change the relationship? Right. Right. And you see it. You see it. Yeah. I see it on the couch all the time. Well, not the couch anymore. You see it virtually yeah. now. You see it yeah. on the screen all the time where the person is hypercritical of their mate. You know, they're they're completely unhappy with the mate, which leads them to being unhappy in the relationship. But it all links back to what they don't feel like their mate is providing for them or who their mate is is not sufficient enough. You know, all these expectations that you have for who your mate is versus the relationship. Another one, you know, you don't see your mate being someone who is as driven in yeah. their in their career, you know. Yeah. And so you decide, OK, well, I'm going to stick it out there. You know, they're working, but they're not really advancing. Well, that's about settling for your mate. You know, now, you, of course, you can get to a place of acceptance of that and recognize, mm-hmm. well, you know what? They're happy in the career. They're fine with that. You know, the drive that I have, you know, it, it's what is for me. It's not about them. So you can get to a place of acceptance for that. But recognize that when you are hypercritical about what kind of drive and what the things that your, your mate's not doing at work, that's settling for the person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And so you yeah. just you just you just think about that. You just think about okay, what am I actually? What is it that is really bothering me here? Is it that they're not bringing in enough money? Is it that they are just not, um, you know, as, as personable as I want them to be? Whatever it is, that's about the person. That's when you see that you're actually settling for the person. Versus okay, well, with the relationship, well, you know, they don't want to, um, you know, vacation. They don't want to right. do certain things. You know. That's about the relationship. You're settling for the relationship that they're providing or, or sharing with you. Yeah. No, I think that's spot on. And so, you know, and that's why it's important that we're having these conversations because we we, we know people going through this. Mm-hmm. We, we, we ourselves may have gone through it at some point. 
but the but I, you know what's at the core of this does come back to you know the work that we do on ourselves yes and yes. And, and 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 the other thing i, I want to stress too while we've been talking um and i've had to have these conversations around settling around uh, accepting and stuff like that we need to be honest with ourselves oh completely we 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 really do yeah we really do guys because if something is bothering you if something is missing and that thing that is missing is such a big deal the minute you start saying like well you know i think uh you know we could be okay the minute is you say things like that that you gotta you gotta you gotta get concerned right and um, you have to address it you have to address yeah. it because the longer, yeah. the longer it festers, the more your resentment is going to build. Correct. And that's when that's how you end up on our couches, yeah, you know, I mean, because seriously. you you're sitting there for so long, allowing this this thing that you're not even focusing on yourself. You know, you're you're not admitting to yourself, but sitting back there just kind of festering. It's gonna come out, and yeah. it probably has been coming out in many different unhealthy ways. But you haven't addressed the issue itself. You haven't faced that issue itself. You know, and so here you are on our couch, and now you're hearing, okay, yeah, maybe that's what's been bothering me all this time. But you have to see that for yourself, like Dr. John said. I, I agree, man. I agree. The, the the truth is is where it's at because once once you're comfortable with being honest with yourself, I mean, in my mind, I think it makes it easier on what the next steps are. Right. And I think that's why and how fear always plays a role. Mm -hmm. Is fear will block you from being very honest with yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because because what happens is, and you know this, what happens is once you admit certain things to yourself, now you feel like you have to do something about it. Yep. You know, otherwise it's it just real. continues to eat you up. You know, yeah. and the reason why you don't yeah. is because you're fearful for what it may mean for your relationship. You know, if you are yeah. really attached to the idea that, you know, I, I keep coming back to infidelity. That's what keeps popping into my mind. But if you're mm -hmm. attached to the idea that you want to be with multiple people. And your mate is not down with that, you know, and you're dissatisfied with what you're getting at home with your mate. You have to figure out for yourself, OK, what's really bothering me here? Is it that my mate isn't sexual enough for me or is it that I have a desire for more? Well, if I have a desire for more and my mate is not down with that, then I got to figure out what I'm going to do. What my next step is going to be because I can't continue to be eaten up by this, this feeling and I can't keep taking it out on my mate. So I'm going to have to make some kind of move. And that could be scary because the move that you may have to make for yourself may, will probably not be the best move for your relationship, for your family, especially when kids are involved. You know, yeah. so then you kind of have to check yourself on that, right? Yeah, I think that's spot on. I think the only thing I would add to that is that um, when we think about stressing people being honest with themselves, being truthful with, themse with themselves, what that means is like now it's about self accountability. Yeah. And there goes that word again. Yeah. yeah. You are now accountable because you, you have awareness now. Yeah. You have that awareness. Correct. So if you don't move or if you do move and you move in like uh, it's on you. And a lot of people don't want, I mean, let's call it for what it is. A lot of people don't want to blame themselves for the issues that they are in. Right. Right. Straight up. man. They don't want to hold themselves accountable. They, they don't, do they don't want to have to do that work. No. So it's easy to blame the other person and it's easy to, uh, uh, say all other kinds of things and we hear this every day like in the therapy room like yeah. they will blame everything and everybody else but then when you at, but then when you start inquiring you're like wow but this person knew a lot they knew a lot yep 
So you have to sit here and take this L too. I'm sorry. <laughs> Straight up, you right. have to take this L. Right. Yeah. Because it falls on both. Well, it fall, that part falls on you. That doesn't fall on your mate. You know, you Correct. being honest Correct. with yourself. You know, so you have to ask yourself, you know, what is really going on here? And oftentimes, that's why you come to see us in therapy because we can kind of break through those layers and help you see things from a perspective you typically don't think about. You know, that's why you're actually sitting there with us. And as we're breaking, and you see people be so resistant to it. They don't want to yeah. even consider the possibility because yeah. if they do, oh, especially when their mate is there, oh, it's so hard. <laughs> if their mate is sitting there and they all of a sudden have this breakthrough and they're sitting like, oh, okay, well, if I admit that, then how's my mate going to to feel about that? How's that going to impact my current relationship? Especially if I'm not willing to make the steps to do things differently or or make things better. So people, you can see the fear in their eyes and they kind of just shut down. It's like, okay. Or they try to say, change the subject because they don't want to face that reality for themselves, knowing that there is going to be some kind of consequence for even admitting to themselves and then to their mate what that thing is. Yeah, and it also just goes against the narrative they've told themselves, which would oh, create yeah. anxiety. You see, I have clients like that. Yeah. Like they, It's hard for them. It's not just being stubborn. It's the minute you acknowledge the role that you've played it shatters the narrative you've been telling yeah. yourself about all the problems going on right. in your relationship about yourself and about your mate yeah yeah, yeah. and people you are know? people are so scared of that you know because yeah. again it it goes back to attachments it shakes up your beliefs about yourself it shakes up the beliefs that you have about what's happening and because you're so attached to that idea or those ideas that you'd rather sit in the misery that you're uh, in yeah than yeah. to go against what you think things are and have been all this time, you know? 100%. Which, I mean, that's it. Which is that's a, it right there. Which one, and it's so funny when you hear people talk about that and they kind of break through, you know, have those breakthroughs for themselves, and they will even say it. It, it sounds ridiculous. It actually sounds, as I'm hearing myself talk, this sounds ridiculous, yeah. but this is what I want. It's like, so what you're saying is you rather stay miserable yes. Yes. And keep what you have, yes. then actually make the necessary changes according to what you're really feeling, or at least address them, you know, and get them out in the open, because this is what you want. Nah, man. Yeah. Nah, no, I mean that's what you're playing I mean, yourself. I, you're just playing yourself. Well, I mean, of course, and that's when I'm like, okay, I'll see you next week then. Same time, same <laughs> right. day. I'll see you next. You know, right. you ain't going anywhere. Right. You'll be right here with me. Until you get tired. Yeah. That's 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 how this plays out. That's how life works. Yeah. You'll know when you are tired. Yep. But what you're not gonna do in terms of the accountability piece too, you don't get to keep blaming everybody else. My job is to like push and motivate, um, but also ground you in perspective that's healthy. And and one of the most healthy things we can do is to be very honest with ourselves and 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 focus on like you the word you use agency yeah and when and so stop this whole thing like everything is happening to you when you have been an intentional and unintentional contributor mm -hmm. to the misery that you're in right yeah. so so what do we say to those people who are on the receiving side of this who believes that their mate is settling for them that the that everything that we just said today they see their mate doing and this makes them believe that their mate is actually settling for them or settling for their relationship. What do you do from that stand? When you feel like you're being settled for, again, which can be more hurtful than your mate cheating on you. 
emotionally or physically. Knowing that your mate settled for you can be the most damaging thing to your your sense of self, your ego, everything. Yeah. You know, what do you say to those people who um, who believe that their mate is actually settling for them? Yeah, I'd say um, you need to speak up because <laughs> straight up, either speak up or like call uh, uh, MFT and 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 for real, like it's not good because think about it like this. The minute people sense that you're settling for them, that hurts their ego, their self-esteem. And over time, they need a way to build it back up. And that's sometimes how infidelities can can occur as well. Right. So you have manifestations that come out of it. So when I say speak up, I'm not playing. That wasn't even me joking. That's it's a scary thing because it hurts. Mm -hmm. If you're if your question is based on you're sensing that your partner has settled for you or the relationship, you're not feeling good about it. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. And you so don't. that's why you're here. That, right. And, and 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 the more that keeps going on, and especially if the partner your partner is complaining and they're nagging and they're trying to change you, it's not helping. No. And your self-esteem is plummeting. So you need to speak up. You need to say, like, hey, I need to call this out. I need to let you know how I'm feeling. I need to uh, like help you to understand that when we go through these situations, this is how I'm taking it. Speak up. Because yes. if you're not, I'm I, I tell people all the time, I tell my couples. People get tired yeah. and people got self-esteem, self-worth. And, and that's how people start to lead themselves in um, inappropriate ways to go seek that reassurance of being number one or feeling good or restoring their self-esteem. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, to me, sometimes that, that is how infidelity occurs. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I wasn't I wasn't feeling important at home. So you go and feel important elsewhere <laughs> in the streets. Right. Like, it's that simple. But you know what? I want those people who who recognize or believe, or even their mate has told them, you know what? I, yeah, I've kind of settled for you. I've settled for this. I want you to recognize that you also have agency. You yes. know, you don't have to sit there and take that because oftentimes the behavior that your your partner is putting out there is abusive. It's mentally abusive. It's emotionally abusive. And that's what you're receiving. That's what you're taking. That's what you're feeling. You know, even though you, in your mind, your mate may be everything that you want and the relationship is everything that you want. If your mate truly is settling, but they're not willing to make the effort to either do something different or treat you differently or just leave, you right. have agency about what you need right. to do in order to keep your own sense of well-being. You know, you don't have to stay there. I know, yeah, you're deeply invested in this and this is everything that you want. But at the same time, you're actually being you're in an abusive relationship at this point. You know, you are you are being emotionally and physically, not physically, well, maybe even sometimes physically, because people will take take it out on you physically. But we're talking more so about the the emotional and the mental abuse. And you're sitting there taking that constantly. And yeah, you communicate with your mate, look at this does not make me feel good. You have to do that. You have to have those conversations. No. When you constantly criticize me for things that, you know, that are that are essential to who I am or, you know, that make me feel bad. You know, it, it, it creates this other feeling in me of, of lack of self-worth, um, insecure, all these things. When you communicate that and your mate isn't willing to do anything about that, you know, they're not going to change that. You are deciding to stay in this abusive relationship. You have agency over what you do with your mind, your body, your resources. You can leave. You are free to leave to put yourself in a better situation where you are uh, free of that abuse and you are finding your own peace. Now, yeah, you're going to have to make sacrifices, which seems unfair because this isn't about you. This is about them. But you don't have to stand there and take it. You don't have yeah. to be up there and say, okay, well, this is all I have. This is all what, you know, we've, we've, you know, we've built with each other. 
you know, I'm not willing to leave that. Well, guess what? You're making the decision at that point to really stay in something that is abusive. And, you know, you're not even holding yourself accountable. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. So as we come to the end of this conversation, Dr. John, what are your noble truths for this week? I would say um, be honest with yourself um, if, if and when you're reflecting on your current relationship or just your current situation uh, in life, you need to be honest so that way you can use your agency to be accountable. Mm-hmm. How's that? Straight to the point. There you go. Like, that's it. No more needs to be said. No more needs to be said. I would say going back to earlier in the conversation, making sure that you are distinguishing between, you know, settling and accepting. Right. Yep. You know, you can see the difference. You can feel the difference. If you're, if you're yeah. feeling very negatively about your situation, right. then you are not in a place of acceptance. You are still in a place of settling. But you can change that. You yep. can change your perspective about how that, how, how the situation that you're in, so that it does become more about accepting than just settling. And yep. then going to the final point, if you are on the receiving end of a person settling for you or settling for the relationship, you do not have to sit there and take that. Right. If your mate is not willing to do anything about it, you can get up and go. Yep. All right, make that change. So that's what I got for you guys. And it is about time for us to go ahead and get on out of here. Dr. John, tell the people more about how they can find out what you got going on and where they can find out where you are. Uh, feel free to hit us up. Come check us out at kingsoftheheart.com. Uh, check me out on um, social media. Type my name in. A whole bunch of stuff pops up. You can even find the work that I'm doing with the Variance Institute of Justice. Um, and clinically, you can find me at rccmaryland.com. Brother Rick, where can we find you and all the fantastic stuff that you're doing, brother? Well, you know, you can always find me again at kingsoftheheart.com. You can also find us and myself on all the different streaming flat platforms with Kings of the Heart podcast. You can find us on the social media websites as Kings of the Heart or individually as Tyreek Omari Walton or Dr. John Hart. You can also go to my website, insightmft.com, which is about my private practice. Or, you know what, if you have your own questions, your own insights and want to have, you you know, your thoughts expressed on our podcast, go to, or you can call 420-232-6505. Just call us, leave a message, and we will hopefully bring up your your question on uh, one of our our shows when we actually talk about it. We do our holding court segment. Um, Otherwise, you can just tune in to us here. Kings of the Heart on your favorite streaming platform. All right. You guys have a fantastic week. Hope you enjoyed this conversation. Don't forget, we are your source of relationship insight. That's what we do. That's what we do, man. (laughs) Dr. Hart, great to see you, man. Always great seeing you, brother. And you have a fantastic week. And the rest of you guys do the same. Take care, everybody.